Productions. Yo, 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 what's up? What's good? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Welcome to Elm Street. I'm your boy, I'm your host, Money Elms, man. I got a great show for y'all today, man. You know, I normally do my little, you know, what's popping in the streets, but we're gonna skip all that today, man, to go ahead and introduce my legendary guest today. I got the one and only, the Doc. I appreciate you having me, man. It's a, it's an honor to be on Elm Street. Hey. And uh, uh, what a G's me. <laughs> Already. And, uh, what a girl is sweet. And it smokes what's the sweet. Already. So that's why that's why I like to be. Already, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, so uh, a lot of people don't know that you are a Dallas, you know, born and raised Dallas, right? Yeah. I, I, bro, I'd be lying if I told you uh, what they know or don't know. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, I... I when I was making my music, I never got a chance to really get out there and, and stand on that. You yeah. know what I mean? The, the accident happened too fast. Yeah. Uh, but because I'm coming from my, my affiliation is uh, those guys on the West Coast, most folks thought I was from L.A. Yeah. Because funky enough, the guy was rapping like a Jamaican. Some folks thought I was from Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, but but they were just the way I rap. In general, it's not a. It's not like a Texas. You know, you couldn't just pull me out out of, out of the sound. Yeah, that I'm from Dallas like that. Yeah, I mean, most definitely because I mean, growing up at nine years old, I mean, I thought you was from the West Coast. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm from. So I was like, I said, like, oh shit, you know what I mean? W got NWA got a new uh, artist, you know, going hard, you know. So. uh the whole time until later on, you know, I ended up finding out. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. from Dallas. Yeah, bro. Dallas West, West Dallas, though. So, so I'm from the West. So I was, I wanted to ask you, so um, how did you get into into hip-hop and um, joining up with the, the Feel of Fresh crew? Yeah. Like I said, West Dallas. When, when it was kind of just taking off. Down here, mm -hmm. early eighties, eighty one, eighty two. Uh, it starts showing up. This is when dudes was they call it the dozens now, mm -hmm. but they was on the corners, you know, talking about each other's mamas and shit, rhyming when they do it. That's how it started. Yeah. Then uh, you start hearing the records from the East Coast dudes, and then Crush Crew. The movie came out in Wild Style. Um, and so you just fell in love with fell in love with it slowly but surely, and I was good at it, you know. Uh, so one of the guys, the other guy that was in the Feel of Fresh crew, he's in the project, same projects. So we just started rapping together, you know. And then when uh, we had a commercial on Channel Twenty One, way way back then, we had a commercial, Doctor Rock was on the radio mm -hmm. back then. He saw the commercial. And when we went to one of his parties, he came up to us and said, hey, we should be a group. And we was like, fuck it, let's do it. You know? And that's how it all started. And early on, did you have any, uh, I guess, any influences that uh, that you looked up to? Yeah, all my influences was, was East Coast 
guys uh, of that era, you know, the golden age guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run and Cool J and Big Daddy Kane and Cool G Rap, KRS-One, Nas. Yeah. You know, all of those guys were really the, the guys that I that I looked up to, Slick Rick, all these people. I formatted my my, my cadences yeah. sort of after those guys. Okay, that's what's up. So shortly after you started the Feel the Fresh crew, when did you stumble and meet uh, Dr. Dre? Yeah, uh, Dr. Rock knew Dr. Dre because they both from from uh, Compton. Mm. Uh, well, Rock is from Bompton. <laughs> and... and uh, they knew each other through this dude named Lonzo, who had this DJ coalition called the World Class Wrecking Crew. There was there was a group of DJs before they turned into making those records together. The, mm -hmm. the early early kind of poppy kind of records, but they but they was DJs. They all DJed together. So when Easy came along. Uh, and Dre started making music with Eric. My this Dr. Rock knew that Dr. Dre, when their records started blowing up, Rock started playing their stuff down here. He invited them down here. That's how me and Dre met. And uh, it all just kind of took off from there. Took off from there. You know, it's, it's funny because a, a lot of people that uh, I have conversations with, they always tell me, he's like, man, Doc's, you know, he could say he wrote, the soundtrack to the West Coast, you know what I mean? Because um, you do a lot of writing for a lot of artists from the West Coast. They're not lying. You know, I wrote a lot of it. Yeah, uh, I was a pillar of that of that movement. No question about it. Yeah, you wouldn't have had it the same way if I wasn't out there. Ain't no question about it. So really, you know, Texas helped build the West. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you know I definitely stand on that one, because um, you was uh you was part of the Straight Outta Compton, yep. nothing but a G thing, yep. and uh, Easy Does It record, yep. all of that. When was the first time that you actually heard yourself on the radio, and how did you feel about that? First time I heard myself on the radio, I had made a record with Doctor Rock called "I Hate to Go to Work," and uh, there was a guy named Tom Joyner. He was like the biggest DJ in in Dallas, mm -hmm. and he had a show, syndicated show in Chicago, and he played that song. I had to go to work every morning on the radio, and man, and it felt good. You know, everybody knew it was me, and people, you know, they gave me my flowers or whatever. They, they yeah. thought I was good. But six, five, six o'clock every morning, the song came on right before the kids had to go to school and stuff. And it felt great, you know. So the the album dropped in, in uh, what 89. was it, 89? To you, did it, did it like change your whole outlook on everything at, at the time in 89? Yeah. You know, show business is a, Show business will fuck you up. You know what I mean? I've seen it happen over and over again. But it happened to me first, you know. 
because I didn't know where I was or who I was with or none of it. I was just out there being dope, you know, trying to write these hits, you know. But they started telling me, you know, how cold I was, how great I was, if it wasn't for me. You know, that should get to you. Yeah. I started feeling like, you know what, maybe it is me. I was like. Uh, arrogant dude as a young guy, mm. that Texas boy, get full of that all and start talking shit to everybody, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but then that accident happened, and it was a heavy blow, you know. It, it took a lot of wind out of me. Yeah. So that that just put me on the back burner, made me have to try to get my head back yeah. back right, and it wasn't easy. But having it, being able to still go back. Being able to go right back to work on they stuff helped me, you know, because if I didn't have that, you know, telling, you know, what would have what, what would have went on with me yeah. if I couldn't have went right back to work on NWA stuff, and then the chronic happened, and then Doggy Dog happened. It kept me like moving. Yeah, because um, so the accident happened in November of ninety eight of eighty nine. Oh, yeah, November eleven. November eleven. So, um, so do you remember how it went down? Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, just wilding out, being arrogant out there, playing them games. Was it in uh, California or? Mm -hmm. I was, uh, leaving this, uh, leaving the Beverly Hills Hotel with a couple of chicks. I'd been in there getting loaded. About three o'clock in the morning, um, I said, I don't want to sleep with these chicas and <laughs> take my ass home. Yeah. And didn't make it. Wow. Wow. Because, I mean, I mean, everybody heard it when when it happened. And, you know, I remember being like, like, damn, you know. I mean, at the time, he was like one of my favorite rappers, you know, so... You know, to me, I was, you know, I couldn't understand, you know, I was nine, you know, being young and not knowing, you know, the ins and outs, you know, and, you know, and being a, a grown up. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, damn, you know, I just knew it was an accident and this and that until, you know, later on, you know, I ended up finding out a little bit more in depth of exactly what happened. Um, but yeah, man, um, to me, you're, you're always been a, a big pillar in the, in the hip hop culture, you know, and it's you know it's it's crazy because we're we're doing the the fifty year anniversary yeah. to hip hop, yeah. so it's dope to have you here, man. And um, so I was gonna ask you, you think you were portrayed well in the movie Straight Outta Compton? Well, you can look at that two ways. You know, the movie didn't give me credit for doing shit, really, mm -hmm. but I was there. You know, at least they put me there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he always had his cowboy gear on. And yeah. He always had the fly honeys with him. So in that respect, that was me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I look at it like this. That was day movie to explain day journey. Yeah. Like, they, it wasn't about me. So I thought it was dope. I mean, not a lot of people could say, you know, they actually got to work with some legends. I mean, because you were there. Yeah. You know, around 
Dre, Snoop, Easy, you know, and you know, these are guys that are, you know, I I'm like, damn, you know, these these are superstars. Yeah. You know, I mean, even having you here, you know, that's how I look at you. I'm like, man, the dog, you know, that's a, that's a superstar. That's a go right there. They weren't superstars back then. Yeah. They was just ghetto boys. Yeah. You know, trying to get in and get it. Hey, but you gotta look at it, you know, as a youngster, you know, I'm looking at up to all these guys, like, you know, all of y'all. Yeah. Like, you know. These guys, these guys are the. Yeah, these are these are my superstars to yeah. my era. That's you know who these guys were. That's cool. Man. You know what I mean. So I, we appreciate it. So I that, know they do. I know they do. So how many projects you say that you've actually been involved in, as far as you know, you know, composing, you know, producing? Maybe twenty records. Wow. You know, but only one for me. Well, three for me three for me and everything else was for everybody else whether it was breed or dre or snoop or death row or jj fad or you know it's been a, it's been a lot of them and i'm grateful you know what i mean i go like i'm supposed to be going to la to spend some time with dre and snoop try to help him finish this missionary record and that's a blessing. I go in there with my hot pen, try to get as much of it in mm. as I can, because these are my guys. You know, I got a lot of love for them. They got a lot of love for me. How do you feel when uh, the, some of the greats like uh, Eminem recite some of your lyrics? Yeah, it's a blessing, bro. I, I, I would have had a different attitude as a young man, but I'm not really competing no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I already, I was already the greatest of all time. I don't have to prove that no more. So when they say that, it's just validation, bro. It's just, especially coming from guys like that, mm -hmm. you know, Eminem or Redman put my name in his record or Jay-Z put my name in his record. The guys that are outside of, of our bubble mm -hmm. on the West, West, cause I was the one putting my name in the record. Most of the time with those guys. Besides, well, Eminem put my name in the, forgot about Dre record, but usually when you hear them rapping about me, it's because I wrote me in there. That's how I do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's a blessing, man. I'm, I'm a student of this, of this art. And, uh, I'd be grateful when those guys do that. You know what I mean? I got a lot of respect for all those dudes. Everybody, you know, from down here, uh, I know I'm in the in Mo Three's side of town. Yeah, uh, from Mo to to the guys on over there in the cliff to the guys in West Dallas, uh, all the young rappers from here, I respect and love, and want to be a part of helping them figure this thing out. The city really. In general, um, uh, but everybody, right? I ain't got no hate in me for for the rap shit. I think it's enough money for all of us to get some. Yeah. Is there is there anybody in particular in Dallas that uh that you look and be like, oh man, this guy got it? It's a lot of kids out there that's got it, man. They just don't have the the lane to get in. Yeah. Like what what Dallas was missing, I think was. That lane, 
Like we, you, you didn't have your rap a lot. You didn't have a, a ruthless or, or death row or uh, cash money or Master P's label or JD's or the guy you you they never had that here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm really trying to do my part to help help her. But the thing that all of those before mentioned. Movements was funded by by trapping. You mm-hmm. know, was funded by the dope game. And see, for some reason, these boys down here never figured out how to live together and get that. You came in too late. Now everybody want to kill each other. You you can't beat. Like when I first went to L.A. and made records with those boys, mm-hmm. Easy wasn't the only dude out there serving work. Yeah, but all of them rapping dudes out there still work together and made records together and did shows together. These boys down there ain't about that. It's 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 either all about me and you can get somebody I know. Yeah, or we ain't doing it. You know, and you can't grow money like that. You know, what I mean? and so for me, with all due respect, it ain't in the trap lane no more. It's in another lane. If you want to go get it and get rich with it and get this money and keep it, I'm not going that way. I'm going another way because it's another way. Yeah. You got to move like that. If you want to win, you have to build a culture that supports the idea of making money, not 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 the idea of, of being cool because you can hold a, a stack of dollars or you sip syrup and everybody know you sell dope. Like, you know, that's that's not cool. That's... I mean, it's it's whatever you got to do to get your bread. I'm with you. Go get it. Mm-hmm. But but that's not cool. You know, that, that's not the thing that's going to make these youngsters get in and get this money and keep that money. I mean, that's you true. see these slime boys now, they get all that money. And after so long, you have to give it back. You know, supposed to teach the kids how to get it and keep it, build on it and grow it. Don't destroy your, your community. Rescue it. Nobody telling you not to do what you do, but you know, if you're a strong man, you're strong enough to know how to do what you got to do, but, but make sure none of the negative stuff is, is affecting us in this, in, in our communities, in our, our neighborhoods, you know what I mean? Cause we control that. Like the police, the police patrol that, but we control that. Yeah. They can't control the hood. Only we can do that. Yeah. Did you did you sign DJ Quick when he first first came out? When me and Suge first started doing our thing. Yeah. It was a uh, we had funk enough product, funk enough records, and life nightlife production, and we signed Quick and Second to None and Pin Up. Penthouse players click. Yeah, though, though all those blood guys was on was on this thing we was trying to do. But I, but that happened right before the wreck, and after the wreck, I was just like burnt out. I couldn't couldn't concentrate, couldn't write records and shit. And so I was just, I'd start telling Dre, I can't, I can't do it. You know, I gotta have Dre to 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 make it work. Yeah, and so we started recruiting Dre. That's what's up. So then. Dre joined into into yeah. the mix, and we have Death Row. Yeah, you'll see it. It's a 
You'll see all of this is in the movie, bro. Yeah. You'll see it. It'll so, make sense. So I was gonna ask you, so how does how does it how do you feel now that uh Snoop owns Death Row? I love it, bro. I love it. I want the best for him. I'm trying to put it together so he can, so we can do a Death Row South, you know, right from 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 Dallas to give to give these kids out here that lane, you know. Yeah. I'm really trying to bring him and Q both down here, you know, yeah. to try to do business down here because this city is wide open. Uh, it's here, and all the opportunity is here. All the connections is here. All the money is here. Uh, all these talented people are coming here. They, they're they not coming here for nothing. They're coming here because the money is here. So let me get some of my guys here if I can to, to build something we could use to siphon some of that money off into the to the community where, where we want it to go. Yeah. How we want it to go. You know what I mean? So speaking of Cuba, uh, how do you how do you feel about uh what's happening with his little situation right now? Kinda like, you know, the the feel like the ins part of the industry is trying to blackball him. You can't blackball Cube. Cube is he's going to Cube is is his energy come from the people. You know what I mean? You can't can't cancel Cube because the people fuck with Cube. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not going to. But what does that mean? Because he want to go talk to these politicians. These folks don't like it. Or he want to do this with his league and these folks don't like it. Damn them folks. I know Cube. That's my brother. And I know him well enough to know the people's going to be there for Cube. Can't cancel him. Matter of fact, Cube going to end up being one of the leaders of this new thing because of what he doing with that lead. Yeah. He's the first one to do something like that. They try to make it seem like it's not a big deal, but that shit is a big deal, bro. Yeah. You know, that dude is winning. I feel the same way, you know, because I'm still, I still, you could say I'm a big fan and ride with, with Cube. Like I say, Cube is about the people. Everything he do is connected to the people and his art. And his businesses that he try to create, it's all about helping us out. And you need more people like that in the game. Snoop is one of those kinds. That's why I'm trying to put this thing together because it's all hood guys that's trying to elevate the communities in a way that we can bring money to it and allow the people in the, that's involved to pull money out of it and grow the city. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's all about growing Dallas, funky town, Fort Worth into what it could be because we, we got it all here and we got more billionaires in North Texas than any than anywhere else in the country. See all these big billion dollar companies moving down here. Yeah. They're not doing that shit for nothing. So, no, you're right. You know, you know they're here for a reason. People that's moving here, they need housing. They need entertainment. They need this. They need that. Somebody's got to supply all that, and then everybody can't go to Frisco at one time and kick it. Yeah. Some folks want to go to the south side and kick it with the Soul Brothers. Yeah. So yeah. we got what they got a star up there. We got to create us a black star down here, so the brothers can go kick it. So not too long ago, um, 
there was, I wouldn't even say it's a beef, kind of like a, a diss track here and there from uh, Eminem came out with a couple couple lyrics on one of his songs and uh, Melly Mel replied back to it. But all stemming from, you know, he made some comments about M that the only reason why, you know, he's in the top five is because he's white. You know, what do you yeah, think of that? I don't, I don't, I, I can't, I can't agree with that. I mean, common sense tells you that Eminem got certain positives in his movement because because he's a, he's a white boy. Um, but so did Vanilla Ice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But ain't nobody. Well, I know Vanilla Ice is my guy, but we're not confusing Vanilla Ice with a GOAT rapper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Eminem is one of the great ones, man. Can't take that guy's gift from him. God gave him that. Yeah. Um, and I respect Mel. There wouldn't be no me. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be no him. Yeah. Without Mel. And maybe Mel, he was just, Mel was just doing what MCs do, you know, talking that shit. And get him back in the game. And so Eminem served him. And I heard he trying to serve in him. That's how it go. But as long as it's just rapping and conversation, that's what it's about. Yeah. It's part of the the old uh, the culture. That's right. You know what I mean? And it's only helping Mel get out there and get his word out. And it's keeping him connected to this. Well, that's what it's all about. It's enough for everybody. You know, yeah. as long as we treat this game with respect and treat each other as men with respect, man, hip hop, 50 years, bro, billions of dollars have been made. Imagine if we would have been the ones that making the mil billions. It's been one or two of us, you know, but it's a lot of us creating this stuff. And only a couple of us get to the big set because this is set up that way because mm -hmm. we allowed it to get away from us you know but we can take our shit back in uh 2022 uh you was part of the tribeca film festival uh you got the the documentary coming out um let's know a little bit about that man it was one of the coolest experiences ever you know i got a, a 19 year old daughter with erica um, Badu, yeah. and I got a chance to take my baby and have, see her see all of this hoopla mm -hmm. about her dad, which, you know, usually her dad is just the dude sitting in the back. He don't talk, yeah. you know, he just, he's there for everybody else, but all uh, quick and corrupt and as an exhibit and all these West Coast, they came out and Slick Rick came. It was just a cool experience. They loved the movie. Everybody reacts the same way when they see it. Uh, so I can't wait till it come out because, you know, it's, it, it's, it's going to really change some shit around. Like you, you really see uh, the story in a way that moves you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can see, to your point earlier, in the movie that Dallas mm -hmm. did a whole lot for for that West Coast movement, bro. 
Like we did a lot. You know what I mean? And so it's only right that uh we get our chance to dance now. You know what I mean? Mm. The, the good books say the first will be last and the last will be first. So we gonna be we was the last, but we gonna be the first ones to kick it off in this new direction where it's all about getting this money, getting this corporate money, yeah, getting this business money. I mean, you, the street money is cool. I don't want you boys to, you know, slip a, um, slip it all or miss a beat, get your bread. But it's a whole lot difference between this bread and that corporate bread. See, that corporate bread, you can just hold up a sheet of paper, and that sheet of paper is worth $100 million. You don't need to be standing out there with that because when you can wiggle that sheet of paper, you understand what it's really about. It's not about you and these little phones and all the shit. It's about these little babies that you got watching you come up. And you can't tell me that any real man that's worth his salt see how these youngsters is out here not really giving a damn about who they are and what they are, how they, they life is going to end up taking these paths and tell me that this dude want his, his newborn to experience that, right? Yeah. He want his baby to grow up and, and be able to be out there. What I'm saying is, nah, bro, let's make the crib like that out there. You know what I mean? Out there where they got that money at. Let's make ours like that. Same the, they get uh these young boys get really excited about Scarface and Goodfellas and and, and and the gangster flicks, but those gangsters took care of their own. Those gangsters was was those mobsters was real deal holy field in the game, but you couldn't bring that into their neighborhood. You couldn't bring that around where their kids was at. Oh, yeah. You know, they'll take your hat for that. But these young boys, they they running outside, just standing out on the corner, well, you know, with AKs, just waving it around in the air like that's just, you know, like we in the, the Wild West or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, Knowing as soon as that red and blue hit the corner, they finna start running. I thought tough and hard as you, or gangster as you, when them boys hit that corner, you take off running. Yeah. That ain't gangster. You know, that's soldiers living in, in the hood, you know. But it's a way to be about it. To really be gangsters about it, like the mobsters that y'all pattern yourself after. Well, you could own your hood like they own theirs. Little kids can play, you know, and you can still get your money, you know, and nobody gets hurt because ain't nobody, because we not having that because that messes up what? The money. Ain't nobody out in the street shooting what? Doing that, doing this, doing that. Why? Because that messes up the money. And if it's about this paper, then we got to get our acts together. At least that's how, that's how I think about it. Yeah. So is there a release date as far as when the... Thanksgiving. All right. Is it going straight to uh, like... It's uh, going to theaters. Theaters? Yeah. The, the date I'm trying to get is December the 1st. 
December the first, bro. And that's it. Um, but but I'm using the film as a as a tool to get out here and, and talk. So I'm allowed to be doing premieres everywhere. One in Dallas, one in Chicago, one in Kansas City, you know, one in LA, one in Atlanta, one in New York. Cause I need to go and sit down and talk this talk to folks like I'm talking to you. Yeah. You know, it's messages in my madness. It really ain't about, it ain't just about me. You know, it's, it's way bigger than me. So I'm gonna get out and get this money though. <laughs> but the message is way bigger than me though. Yeah. So I'm trying to get this message out there. So what do you think of the, the state of hip hop, the way it is right now? I think the 50 years signifies what's possible. And so I'm more concerned about the next 50 than the first 50. We did it. Now let's do this shit right. You know what I mean? We already know what we could do. Now let's do this shit right. Do you have a, a particular story that always sticks in the back in the back of your head as far as like maybe a moment with um, Dre, Snoop, Tupac, Easy E? Yeah, all of them, bro. I got moments that stick out with everybody. Some good, some bad, you know. Uh, but but it was a hell of a journey. So there was this uh, there was this kid out of Garland that uh, Justin. Yeah, I have I heard him. I thought he was interesting. I built a song on him called Naked. Played it for Dre. Dre's like, yeah, I like him. And Dre had also just started working on this record, Compton. And so he just. Paid us to come out there and, you know, work on his record. Uh, good kid. It never uh, blossomed for him the, the way I thought it could. Mm. But me and Dre started feuding in the middle of that, you know. And I left, left him out there with Dre. No matter where you're from, really. Yeah. If, if I hear you and I think you're good. I'm not gonna take everybody to Dre, but yeah. you know, I do what I can for you. That's, that's what my nature. Yeah. Do you think uh the hip hop culture's uh missing the Latino element in it? Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't say missing, but shit is plenty of room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um but the, the the Latino culture is powerful and got hella history and strong backbone and nobody supports you like like you know the, the the latinos support you like once they once they fuck with you they rocking with you you know yeah. man they gonna be the first ones to buy it go get it and sport it and and so uh you know um uh, maybe you just ain't had the right one maybe you, they gave you one when they gave you guys like Rico Suave. Yeah, uh, that's how they did y'all. So you, you got the you got this one youngster right now. There's uh he's uh, actually he's doing he's doing some some big things. Uh, he got a a record out right now, uh, but he he goes by the name that Mexican OT. I know, I know him. Okay, I've heard of him. Young dude, right? Yeah, got listen. I got my ears to the street, man. There's a thing on my Instagram. It's called. 
and it's called Dallas Weekly. But they play all these kids' music on Instagram. They videos that they make, you know. And I'm 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 always listening. I just gotta help them figure out how to walk that fine line between being authentic and in in about that 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 world out there, but being commercial and being about that world over there. Cause they don't mix. You got you have to be uh, smart about your business, otherwise you'll be sure, you know. You'll get all this money or or thugger, you know. You'll get all this opportunity and all this money, then they'll come snatch that shit back because you're not walking those lines right. Like, why would you make all, why would you want to make millions of dollars just to go to the penitentiary? That makes no sense to me, bro. When you start making that kind of money, you're supposed to divest your interest, Jay-Z. That's how you're supposed to move. He gave you a blueprint. You know what I mean? Now, I don't know his street life, but he, but he say that he did it. But now he's with Roger Goodell kicking it. You can't be with Roger Goodell doing what they're doing on the street. Yeah. You got to come on over here and get in this corporate mind state. You know what I mean? So that's what they got to learn. And I'm willing to get out there and help them out. You know what I mean? Because... One thing that's real, the power is always in the street. You just got to learn how to pick yourself up out of that mind and put it over here in this mind. Crossover. Yeah, man. Don't sell out, but get your mind off of what's important to these in the street and get your mind on what's important in this corporate space because that's how you get to live forever. So you're saying that we could expect big things here in Dallas yes. in the near future? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. It's here. Yeah. They just don't know it yet because they don't know how to operate in it yet. But outside, I got them. I got them. Man, y'all heard it. Y'all heard it here. Exclusive, man. Major things coming in at Dallas, the Triple D. And uh, like that, how you rocking, man? Yeah, that's my guy. He's a uh, he's Latin. Latin guy. Yeah. And uh, he's a triple D guy. There's another Latin guy. The true brand guy. Yeah. And so I try to help everybody, bro. And I'm a fan. You know, I'm a fan of the triple D's art, his hats, yeah. his gear. I'm a fan of the true brand art and their gear and all the other little local uh, guys that make gear and merch like yourself, I try to put that shit on because it's all good for us, man. It's enough room for everybody. Whenever I got to do a, a shoot or something, I know I'm going to a game or something, I try to put on some some local stuff So because it's all about Dallas on mine right now. Yeah. If it ain't Dallas-Fort Worth, it's got to wait till that. It's got to wait, wait a minute because it's our time right now. Oh yeah, and I feel it. I feel the energy, man. It's kind of like that, uh, like that post er, that you did uh, earlier. I got to see it. Um, Give yourself chills, Carlos Santana. Yeah, man. See, that's real life. That's see. That's real life, bro. Yeah, he's explaining to you. And see, you can't tell me 
these young folks, when they're making this music, are thinking about that. They're not. They're not. They're not putting any creativity into their art. They're not putting any real art into the art. Uh, and it's suffered, you know. But that's not to say it's not good. It's just not as good as it could be if you loved it like you loved that thing. You love them clicks and love them likes and, you know, uh, you know, but you got to think like Elon Musk, man. Think like these folks that's trying to take over the world, man. Yeah. Don't take over the street. Nigga, take over the globe. You got all the power because the people is the power. But you're not, you're just not connected right. That's why, that's why the police can control your hood like that. That's why they can pull them cars over and whoop, whoop on you and, Smack you around, talking about they can do all of that because you, you your mind's not right. Yeah. If your mind was right, they couldn't do that. I wouldn't fuck who they was. You know, I, I got a lot of love and respect for everybody, especially the police, because we need them. But it's good ones and it's bad ones. So what can we expect from the dog in the future, man? Like I said, man, I'm putting all my energy and effort into the city right now. Uh, and I got a, you know, two or three things up my sleeve. <laughs> I'm just waiting on my, this movie to drop. Yeah. Cause that's the first domino. And then I'm going to work, man. Cause it's nothing but an opportunity out here. And I'm connected to all of these, uh, power sources. I'm not a greedy dude. I'm about the people. I'm about the city. I'm about the people in the city. Whether you black, brown, green, yellow, purple, or white, if you righteous and you about this, about this realness, I'm about you, cause it's enough money, like I said, for everybody. Uh, and that's that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to blow Dallas the fuck up, cause it's our turn. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you coming through, man. I know you got to run, and um, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate, I appreciate it. you, man. I appreciate the the garb coming to Elm Street. Welcome to Elm Street. Get yours soon. If you don't got one, you ain't cool. Got <laughs> to have one of these in your closet. Yeah. I appreciate you, brother. God bless you for having me. Yeah, no doubt, man. You know, to me, you're a goat. You're a legend. I had to bring you on. You know, especially, like I said, the whole 50 years of hip-hop, you know, wouldn't be right if I didn't have you sitting right across from me, man. Oh, really? You know, so, uh, hey, I'm still a fan. I still jump to my favorite song, The Formula. Already, mine too. That's that's my shit right yeah, there, Yeah, mine too. So. Gotta have a system when you hear that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have bitches thumping. Yeah. But, yeah, man, it's an honor to have you here. And uh, this is my way of giving you your flowers. You know, as as one of the goats and one of the legends from Dallas. You know, a lot of people throw that word loosely around, but for y'all viewers, this is what a real legend looks like, man. The goat. I appreciate you, you know man. God bless you for having me. I appreciate everybody, everybody out there to support. Uh, but, but like me and man, me and my brother saying, it's our turn. It's all about the city. So stay tuned to the podcast. 
keep connected and 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 I'll be back and we're gonna keep moving this thing up the up the field until we all got a little piece of this pot. Peace and love. And like I always say, man, keep your ears to the streets and I'll catch you on the block. It's your boy Money Elms, man, and we out. Peace.